Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you And his partner, Fader Top Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rob Florence. This is the Ultimate Wrestling Podcast. And the only thing that makes it ultimate is the man himself, the man who kickstarted the British wrestling boom, the guy who is the reason why NXT UK exists, the guy who is Gredo. How you doing, mate? Hello there, Rob. How are you? Good to see you. Just first of all, apologise. I've left my microphone up at my digs. Uh, I'm back in the house. So I do apologise if you hear me vaping throughout. I know that can be, it would piss me off if I was listening to a podcast with some kind of that vaping, but I'll try and, and uh, cut back on it uh, as much as I possibly can. Also, I apologise for a wee bit crab it last week. I thought, felt as if I, I, re, uh, I was a bit, I was a bit, a, a, a bit of a huff. So there you go. No, no, at all. Take it or leave it. Listen, you can't win the sound of vaping and all of that kind of stuff. You can't win with these listeners. I remember when Stone Cold started doing his podcast and people kept criticising him for breathing. For daring to breathe, mm. used, they used to be going like you're breathing too much. Guy, you have to breathe. Uh, any any big news, guys? Any like personal news in your life before we move on to the big wrestling news of of the week or the big wrestler? Obviously, one thing I want to bring up is it's now been eight years, eight years since me and Gredo oh, wow. tagged up against Greg Hempel and Red Lightning at Kelvin Brawl. It happened two nights ago, as we record this, two nights ago, eight years ago. Uh, that's been a fast eight years, Grado. Huh? That is actually quite, that's quite scary, isn't it? It really is. What a night that was. I mean, even just the build-up to it, you know, getting around in the comedy unit, me, you, Red, Greg, then we spots on STV here and there, mm-hmm. the crowd that night, Wolfie's motorbike, John, did you never hear about this? Hey, excuse me, I had an intrinsic part in this whole Kelvin Brawl because I was working at Clyde one at the time as George Bowie's producer and I invited, I set up an angle on the breakfast show where we had Greg Hempel in for an interview and we invited Rab in to do a wee uh, run in a, into a the A bust in, yeah. Yep. So uh, why was I not invited? So Clyde have had that against me all this year? We, we, knew, we knew at that time, we thought there's a, there's, a, there's a wrestling guy on the inside here somewhere. There's a wrestling guy who has arranged all this. So I, Kelvin Brawl, eight years ago, it's mad to think that two, only two years away will be the 10th anniversary of Kelvin Brawl, you know? 
Do you think we'll eventually get Greg Hempel on the, the podcast in two years' time then? Maybe in two years' time. I right. think really something special should happen for the 10th anniversary because it's really it was quite a historic thing. So I don't well, know. We're, what... not, we're not far away from our 100th show now, actually. We're not far away. We're on eight, show 83. This is episode 83 of Wrestling Daft now. So we're only 17 away for the 100th. So that'd be a good guess for the 100th. The well, wee, maybe, uh... aye, aye. But, century. But, but I like to put it out to the listeners. Would they, they want to hear for the 100th episode? You know, what's the best bit? Who do you want to get back on? Chris Stuff Jericho. Like Jericho. Yeah. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, would get Jericho back on. That would be good. Get him back on every 100 episodes. Yeah. Um, Lots to catch up on. i tell you who'd be a good one to get in for the 100th episode. Um, Conscience. Conscience would be a good guy to get in. <laughs> Conscience and Sabo sit down. Sabotage and Conscience will dare sit down Jim Ross style. Uh, Stone Cold in the Rock. You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, you're laughing, but could you imagine we could actually build, we could promote a show through this podcast, you know, build, you know, I would imagine there's some people listening to this podcast going, man, I wouldn't mind seeing Conscience and Sab tie up after the beef talking about it. 100%. You know what I mean? See if, uh, see once everything gets back to normal, see if Wrestling Daft announced they were doing a, a show, right? And we were going to have on it bingo balance. Yeah. We were going to have on it Cons- conscience versus sabotage. <laughs> Creator, <laughs> obviously. That we were going to try try and get Grado and Abyss to get to, to match up again to try and uh, see if they can improve on their last bout. <laughs> <laughs> what a card. What a card. Oh, we man. we could have a imagine this, right? We could have a match where it's Chris Toll and five other guys and the and the objective is to hurt his chest. So like five. Oh, other, that's that's brilliant. Five we, other guys are chasing them down. We we, we have that a, a running. We do, we do have an actual fucking virtual, you know, a legit running. Well, we get one of the fans, one of your listeners. So during a match between two big bruisers, right? Whoever we whoever we choose is two big bruisers. Um, one of our fan, one of the listeners gets to gets to run in and get involved. Aye, so that's great. So it's like so so your running is uses one of your weapons. So like so when the two big bruisers are fighting. A run in, and basically the fan gets ten seconds on their end to set about the wrestler. Aye, before the wrestlers can do anything to them. Fucking did them and all that. Aye, <laughs> chocolate noddies. <laughs> I mean, what a show that would be. That would be an amazing show. Ten, nine, eight. Billy Gaddy and all that. Speaking of speaking of Billy Gaddy, Billy getting getting touch with, by the way, because he had a meeting with the one and only Lewis Capaldi. Um, he met Lewis Capaldi and, well, let's play the clip. Alright, it was lovely to see Billy Gaddy on Wrestling Daft. Well, that story about a separate family that I can't really repeat. But it was hilarious. So, big Lewis Capaldi. What was he Lewis Capaldi's song again? Um, Someone like you. What? Something like that. What is it, John? What's Lewis Capaldi? Oh, that's a Del Grado. It's ah, you gotta that? have to be some money in love. Ah, that's it. Yeah. Must play that on the radio all the time, Grado. Come on, Grado. Kidding on your, kidding on your lonely morning radio. They're like, what is that song? What is that? Come on now. Uh, it's big Stephen McGuinness. I don't know if he's big. Could be wee Stephen McGuinness, but the great Stephen McGuinness. Let's go and talk to you anyway. He says he's a huge fan of the show. It's mere praise for us, Grado. That's what we're always wanting. He says, in 2018, I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. And in 2019, my God, received a life-saving bone marrow transplant. Intense stuff. 
Um, he was terrified, obviously, during lockdown that his, his cancer would return. Totally understandable. And one thing that kept him going during that time was this podcast, Gredo. Oh, hey, man. Wow. Cheers him right up, makes him laugh so much. He says, me and my partner, Amanda, were already massive fans of Gredo and knew we love him even more. And we even love Rab and John as well, right? Hold on a minute now, right? And we even, now obviously, I think you're an amazing guy for what you've been through and what you've dealt with. And But you even love Rab and John, John understand. Anyway, he was saying he was hoping we could possibly get a shout out in the show and possibly a message to the listeners about the importance of donating life-saving bone marrow mm. with the Anthony Nolan charity. Thanks so much, and keep up the good work. Keep making me and Amanda smile. Uh, big shout-out to you, Stephen, and Amanda, and definitely, oh, my God, donating life-saving bone marrow. Get in touch with more information about that, by the uh, way, Stephen. It would be good to hear more information about how that, how would you donate bone marrow? Uh, I'd imagine that would be sir. See, but honestly, and this is just out of my own... I don't really know about bone marrow and how you donate it, so it would be interesting if you could, if he wants to come on and talk about it, because it would be good to spread awareness, because really I don't know much about it. No, I me mean, neither. Get so, Stephen on the, the running, let's see if we can get Stephen on the running. Let's try and get Stephen on the running. You may not be comfortable doing it, but it would be good, even if he, said, he wants to come on the running or send us an email, what we can do, that Anthony Nolan Trust will we'll look it up and we'll, we'll get a shout, because obviously that's a fucking great story that we'll manage to kind of keep someday. Um Smiling through this 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 shitey pod this uh, shitey lockdown <laughs> shitey podcast <laughs> you <laughs> You've kept somebody smiling through this shitey podcast. Well, like you said, it'll be good, Stephen. If you want to come on, definitely give a shout, and we'll sort that out. Um, some people don't want to come on. We can just Google as well. You know what I mean? We can just use the power of Google. But it's great stuff. And Stephen, so glad to hear you're doing well. And uh, Amanda, thanks for listening as well, and thanks for even loving me. <laughs> um, no, Willie Jakes hit us with how about a false advertising and wrestling discussion? One of the worst cases he says is on the front and back of the WrestleFest 95 VHS they advertise a cage match with Razor Ramon and Jeff Jarrett, but it's just the roadie in a shark cage. It was raging after he bought this. So, no Jeff Jarrett at all, just the roadie, who is, of course, J E double F J A double R. Or who's the roadie? Oh, the road who's dog. The, roadie? the road dog, sorry, <clears throat> the road dog. Um, a false advertising. I'm trying to think of when there's been. Oh, sure. I mean, a million times, right? Oh, aye. but the the biggest one for me was when I was twelve. Again, repeater K. Here I come. Have I told the story about going to the tribute show where the Rock never turned up? Yes, you have. But nah, you have. You have. Fifty episodes ago, go for it again, Gredo. Well, basically, the the British Wrestling Federation, the tribute shows that used to come up to Scotland. You'd have the fake Kane, who was all five foot six with a big belly. The X-Pack was no bad. The X-Pack was no bad. Uh, I told you about the, the guy that, that was Mankind. We, you know, we got a picture of him in the ring at half time. He's going, get your guns out! Get your guns out! <laughs> get your guns out! Get a picture of him. But the big main event was The Rock. This guy dressed up as The Rock and he never turned up. And I thought, they must have went into that show going, oh, fuck it, The Rock's not on it. Like, just need to deal with it. But Irvin fucking, the, the Magnum went bananas. At the end of the show, there's... Easily. They went bananas that even the fake rock wasn't there. That even the fake rock was not there. I remember, you know, all the Moz and Daz and the promoter absolutely biffing out, apologising. And he took, I, I, I do not exaggerate this, but there was about 150 folk that gave their, their names and addresses. I remember getting a cheque for £7 through the door about four weeks later. Fair dues, you know, they gave us the money back, but it ended up in the Daily Record and everything. You know, the rock, the fake, the rock, no shows. Huh? You actually got your money back. I got my it's money back. like the first time that's ever happened at a wrestling show. I know, I know. I know. 
Um, there's, I mean, I can, I can remember the UK Fan Forum. Big shout out to UK Fan Forum who never mentioned wrestling daft. Um, UK Fan Forum that I read m- many times over the years. So the Grado, I'm sure, big reader of UK oh, Fan Forum. Oh, Scott, but the, the, we, we did get... Ian Andrew Dice, Dice Clay's always putting us over on it. But there's oh, well, they, okay. well, they should be talking about his mare because we, 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 are the, we are the wrestling podcast that used to be regularly on the UK Fan Forum. But anyway, they were always talking about shows where things never turned up, rings never brilliant. turned up. People yeah. never get their money back. Constant moaning about all these shit ass we federations day. I loved that. I loved all that part. That was the good old days. See, when you talk about the good old days in British wrestling, that was the good old days. That, that, period, that period where people were like buying tickets to go to shows and there wasn't even a fucking ring. That, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, unbelievable. GWF, obviously, I'm not going to get into it again, but running a bus down to Blackburn to see Trent Acid, Jake the Snake Roberts, Johnny and Jody, and the fucking ring never turned up. The fucking ring never turned up. Um, Nanny's got her money back, but that guy is now a multi multi millionaire, John Farrer. He's a big Vegas uh, poker player in America. Unbelievable. Just shows you, doesn't it? Just shows you. He'd be, listen, he'd be a cracking guy to get own money. Wow, let's do it. Let's John try and, let's try and hunt him down and see if he'll come on. Ian Andrew Dice Clay will get a hold of him. <laughs> right, Ian Andrew Dice Clay, I think, should be your official researcher on wrestling daft. Let's let's promote him to our official researcher and reach reach out or reach around the reach reach around guy. Um <laughs> Uh, so let's get that set up. Rico was just watching the Finland versus Russia game. I was trying to think of why he knew Finland's national anthem and where Faye. And then he remembered it was Ludwig Borger who crushed Marty United at SummerSlam 93 and ended Tatanka's winning streak. So there's how Euro 2020 and wrestling are tied together for me. Did you watch the Scotland game, boys? Yes, I was at it. You That's why there was, no Mar- there was no Marks podcast this week. Apologies to everyone, that, you know, all five people listening to the Marks podcast, but that's why there was there was no Marks podcast this week. Sorry. Do you know, Mick, Mick Foley was talking on Steve Austin's Broken Skull thing, and he was talking about the commentary to Hell in a Cell, and he started talking about how that commentary to Hell in a Cell was used in videos all over the world. And he said it was used at the World Cup, the FIBA World Cup. When the fuck would that have been used in the FIBA World Cup? Mick Foley getting chucked off a cell. Maybe in some promo video. Maybe in some promo video, you know what I mean? JR shouting or something. Or... That's it, he killed him. That's it, he's dead. That the kind of shit. Yeah, something like that. Probably, probably. Or is he exaggerating? I, think no, I don't know. Exaggerating. I don't know if he is exaggerating because I remember there was a time, there was a time when like stuff, the American wrestling and stuff like that would be used at the start of kind of packages and, and football hangs and stuff, you know what I mean? When? It was like a... When? When? that up. I'm not making that up. When? I've never saw that. Oh, to be fair, like we've discovered on this podcast that wrestling has a big crossover in football. Last week we had Joe McKee announced for Dumbarton News Jericho. We had Chris Kane signed for St. Johnston with the Kane uh, gif. Well, That's millennials that did that. Arsenal playing, coming out to all the Stone Cold music. There's a lot of love for wrestling and football these days. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm just looking at this. There, there is actually, we've been sent the picture of this WrestleFest 95 video event tape. And indeed, right on the cover, there's Razor Ramon and Jeff Jarrett in a cage. And it says on the back, Razor Ramon, Jeff Jarrett in a cage, and it's not even on it. That's incredible. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's incredible so stuff. Um, Karate Warrior reminds us of this tweet from Hulk Hogan. Oh, where <laughs> Did this actually happen? Is that Andrew James? Casket. Aye, we've got a picture of Andre the Giant's casket here, but I don't know. Is this real? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm taking... Why is his one... casket stoning up in a field? Yeah. And I'm who's the taking... cowboy? 
I don't know. I'm taking Sean at his word though, but Sean sent us through the the picture. We we're just talking about Andre the Giant being cremated a couple of weeks ago, and he sent us through the picture of the Andre's um, coffin. I don't know if it's genuine, but it looks like Andre size. Um, and I'll put if you're watching the video version, I'll put the picture up. But do you know what? Do you know what I think? If he was standing up in that coffin, he would need to be strapped down because I'm just imagining what his body's like in that coffin standing up. Surely he would pure lean forward and it would fall in, no? You would think. <laughs> I'm just trying to look to see if there's any kind of sources for the picture. Just to explain to everybody listening, it's a guy dressed as a cowboy <laughs> and he's standing beside a giant coffin that's standing up um, and supposedly Andre the Giant is in it. But do you know what? I'm, I, by the way, no, do you know what? So there is an if you type into Google Andre the Giant casket, that is the first result, right? And you're thinking, but that still might not be accurate. But the second picture is a picture for the funeral where they've got a picture of Andre on a wee quad bike, right? And that's like his funeral picture. And the flowers that are on top of the casket are the same flowers in the casket standing up. So I'm, wow. I think it's real. Oh, good research. Grado, fantastic. There you fucking go, man. How the fuck did they get that to stand up? <laughs> Let's see. Well, that's amazing. So we, we want you to Google for this. Google for Andre the Giant casket when you can and have a look at this big old casket because... That is the same flower, so it's got to be, but it's just blowing my mind. Like, why, is it the same why casket? Did, where why are the horns? Why did they stun it up? Just look, looking <laughs> at these horns. I don't know why they up the casket. Like, who asks for that? I don't know. Stun it up. Stun it up. Stun it up. I must have taken a few boys Aye. to stand it up. Like, one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same flowers. Is there a possibility there was, a, there was an open casket and that was the lid? You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they were just storing oh, no, up. But there's lid. nails, look at the lid. No, nails. Nails. I know, but they're, de- they're decorative nails, I would think. They're de- Welcome to Wrestling Daft, everybody, where we discuss coffins for 10 minutes and discuss photos that you can't see. Um, this is the kind of content you get here. Can we get a name for this guy, for this cowboy? Is it no Nori Holder? <laughs> Nori Holder from Slade. Nori Holder, right. Hold on, hold on. Apparently, his name is Frenchy Bernard. Frenchy Bernard. <laughs> Frenchy Bernard. Right, so let's check this. Is that not the type of, of dog he had? Oh, yeah, oh there he is. Frenchy Bernard. He comes up. He was a wrestling referee. He was a he referee. Was good friends of Andre the Giant. The two lived in adjacent oh. properties. There he is. I've got a fucking picture of him. Go oh, Amazing. It's the fucking same guy. It's real. Right. It's real. Wow. Take that to the bank. Right. So we, what you've just experienced there is what you would get in the other wrestling podcast. We get sent a photo. We get sent a bit of information. We I'm check the veracity of that information live. Wow. Podcast. Look at look at Andre. I've, I've just found a picture of Andre the Giant and a pair of Asics trainers, which has blown my mind. What's that blowing your mind? It's fucking weird, man. He's wearing a tank top and a pair of blue shorts. You seen that one? But the thing uh, is, you always think of Andre the Giant as having died like a hundred years ago now, didn't you? But actually, aye. it was quite late. It was like 1990 something. Aye. I mean, there's one of them here on a wee quad bike ATV, like fucking like a wee mad scooter thing here. He actually facially resembles my mate Harry. We need to get Hammy on the show. Um, what we should do is we should get Hammy on the show and we should get a few other people and we should do a, a hang about like who's mace like Andre the Giant. Ah, oh, right, that's that's one. If anybody's got a mate that looks like a wrestler, you know, facially, get them on well, the let's, show. Let's, <laughs> let's start off by saying this. Get in touch if you have a pal who looks like Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be height, it could be weight, <laughs> it could be their face, right? Yeah. Could even be their accent. 
You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> you talk like Contre the giant. Get in touch. It's unlikely a guy for Ridry is going to talk like that, but get in touch and let us know. Right, I need to get back on script. My God, we, we're a bit off in a serious... Uh, Look at the size of that ham hawk. Now, Hulk Hogan, this tweet uh, that uh, the great Karate Warrior reminded us of, Hulk Hogan apparently tweeted out, damn, bam, as in bam, Margera, um, for jackass. I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. I love you, miss you. Another wee photo of Way bam, and then bam replied, I'm alive, brother, but miss you too. That's, that is the best. <laughs> I, I, Hogan is brilliant for that shit. I mean, I love, I know I've spoken about it before, but the amount of times that folk like Hulk Hogan get bammed up, you know, here's, here's my uncle, he's a big wrestling fan, and it's, would you call him him that had, him that had his daughter down the, down the, down the basement for about eight years? Would you oh, call yeah, him again? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, I can't mind his name, but I know the one. Fretzel. Well, let me put this to you, right? About Hulk Hogan, because Bam, Marge- Bam looks really... Is it Bam Margera or Margera? I've always said Margera, but it might be Margera, actually. Margera. Jack, Jack Jester told me about Jack, uh, Bam Margera outside the cat house, and I'm no joke. Who did Jester did? Uh, apparently he was being cheeky to folk. I need to get this story. Uh, um, but uh, Hulk Hogan, I know that Hulk Hogan is kind of problematic nowadays and all that, right? But I, I just kind of feel that I don't care who you are. If you, if you meet Hulk Hogan in the flesh, you're going to mark out, right? Yeah. You're going to mark out fucking the sight of Hulk Hogan because that's like seeing, it's like seeing Mickey Mouse or something. Isn't it? It's like seeing, it's like a massive iconic figure for your childhood. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is at WrestlingDaft at gmail dot com. <laughs> Now, every week we like to separate the bad for the good of wrestling. The pickled eggs for the pickled onions. John wrote this. I love pickled eggs, and I really? would take a I take I would take a pickled egg ahead of a pickled onion any day of the week. Really? Do you? I have never I've never in my life been in a chip shop where someone has went for a pickled egg behind the counter. Gradle, have you you had a pickled egg from the? Chip I, shop? I, I like pickled eggs. Oh really? All right, okay. I love a pickled egg. Um. So what are we putting over and what are we burying? Okay, let's first of all, we're obviously going to put our pipe on living being on Raw. Um, we're going to put that over, and I'm sure Grado agrees with me, but I think we did that last week. We, we uh, put her but you know, as I, I'm just looking ahead. Is that the name then, Dewdrop? Dewdrop, Do, I think. I think it's just spelt like that. Dewdrop. What's your take? I mean, it's not the best names, but it doesn't—it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, it's like I've said before. You, you get these names. I remember when Finn Balor came out. It's like you thought it was shite, and you get used to these things. The name isn't really. I actually think it reminds me a lot of Brian Lowdrop. Yeah, I don't like it. I've decided. <laughs> I've decided I don't like it. Um, no. <laughs> um, I. They should have called up um, instead of a name that sounds like Brian Lowdrop. They should have called up Jackie McQuillan instead. <laughs> It's one, for the, it's one for a very narrow audience out there. No, okay, I'm going to bury something this week, right? First of all, I'm going to bury Adam Cole's too wee. <laughs> and I know I say this all the time, but he's too small, and it, it really is. What you don't want to do, I, I was curious about this, and I went on, and I, I know this is a kind of terrible thing, but I went on Twitter and it was like WWE were tweeting out like, oh, Adam Cole, blah, 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 and pictures of him and stuff. And there's people in replies saying things like, that's a future cruiserweight champion right there. And they were saying things like, um, Adam Cole has never seen a gym. And they were saying, and and I don't, listen, you don't, you don't want one of your main guys getting the comments. What do you think? 
Hamura, to be honest with you, but I mean, I, I, I get, I get it, mate. I get it, but I, I mean, I, is he, what is he on? Is he still in NXT? Is he on Raw? The guy looks to me. This is the weird thing about Adam Cole. Is he, he looks to me as if, as if he's 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 just a guy off the street. No, because he didn't always look like this. He was always a smaller guy, but he didn't always look like, um, like he's no putting like he's no putting the work in to look like a like an athlete. You know what I mean? Maybe he's got maybe he's got a, maybe he's got a fucking throat infection or something. You don't know. He's maybe he's maybe no wheel. Anyway, I'm not one to labour that. I think it's fine. I think it's great how he looks, and I think we should all be just happy with our bodies. Um, I'm just talking shit. I'm just trying to be a guy on a wrestling podcast. This is just my gimmick, you know what I mean? What I will say, though, what I do want to bury is um, the diamond mine. John? I've not seen NXT this week, but they've obviously been teasing it. Now, I'm, I'm right seeing this, the new faction that's coming, and they, they went over Kushida. Mm-hmm. What what's wrong with them, Rab? Why, why do you not like them? Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's some guys in trackies and sportswear. <laughs> it's some guys stoning, straight backed, all together, coupling with the horns behind their back, in black plain trackies, kind of sportswear that kind of look. I'm watching it with the ankle socks and the gutties. Aye, aye. They can fuck off. You, you, See these, see these factions and these wrestlers that that's what they're going for. Why don't they just fucking go into MMA or something if that's if that's what they're wanting to sell? Listen, mate, I've got a big issue with that whole. I mean, everything's evolving, man. You can't. That's just the way it is now, mate. That's the style. You know, that's the way I dress. See what they're wearing. That's the way I dress in the street. But what I'm saying is, oh, he's got nice trainers. He's got Rangers. I did the trainers. Kushida, is it Kushida? Is that Kushida? Is that it? No? Who's that guy? Yeah, Kushida got battered off the man. No, 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 that's not him then. There's another guy. Uh, what I'm saying is, I, I, I mean, for me, I don't like it because I like wrestling to be big, full of characters. I feel as if it's gone down the road to this. Fitba, it's like Fitba. The interviews are like uh, post-match Fitba player interviews. There's yep. no... There's, it's no, I don't know. They try to be MMA, try to be fit, but I, I'm not a big fan of it. But I totally understand it. It's just the way it, it's the way it is. Isn't it? It's but unbelievably boring. In saying that, they've got Roderick Roderick Strong's in it, which I, I saw, and the the boy that Malcolm Bivens. Um, I don't know what his in, independent name is, but he's re, he's a really good promo. So it might be interesting. Why no. are they put? Why? But why? Why present them like that in a completely forgettable? This is going to be coming for them. It's going to, um, is it going to be coming for them or is it going to be... I don't know. Um, let's go to the other end of the coin, though. The other end of the coin, the other end of the telescope, the other side of the pillow is uh, <laughs> Nikki Storm. Right. Um, and WWE, who has a new gimmick as well. Would you make of that, Gredo? Uh, you know, I just saw it right there. Is it a superhero gimmick? It looks like it. A superhero gimmick? Well, anything to get her on TV, you know what I mean? Superhero. Is she, is she a baby face? Yep. Well, it looks a bit like Odari the Great. <laughs> Are you saying she's not your gimmick? <laughs> nah, she's no not my gimmick. It looks like she's wanting to do this kind of power, a kind of positivity superhero kind of thing. Do you know what? I'm loving this. I'm looking at it just now. I like this. Which, if anybody, but this is the the weird thing is right. You've got a lot of punters have been going like that. We hate this, right? This has really been the reaction, right? Has been we hate this. And a lot I, of them, I like this. It reminds me of Molly Holly. By the way, please don't say that I stole her. She's talking about I'm not. No, I'm we know you're joking. I'm not 
Um, and they were saying, they were saying, let her go back to her old gimmick where she was like a psychopath. And you know, when she was insanity and when she, you know, when that first started. But here's the thing here. Anybody that has actually ever met Nikki Storm in real life, right, will tell you. She's like this, this is the That's WWE up. letting her be yeah. what she wants to be. So this isn't the WWE punishing Nikki Storm. No. No, this is right up her street, isn't it? Aye. This is the way she carries on. She's a bundle of fun. So this this is the WWE rewarding her, rewarding her and letting her go, right, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Tell us what you want to be here, and this is what she's chosen. So I think people should get a chance. I think she'll be she'll be good at this. Right, so let's see what the punters are saying. Dean, Piper Niven, the name do drops shite. That's clearly not going to be her name going forward. She's getting TV time with top talent, and is being made to look mega strong. Also, the Lionheart armband is a touching tribute to her man. Adrian. Um, um, that's two years. It is. Which is crazy. Um, the bench, there's obviously been a bench put up, which I need to get done and can I pay my respects to. And I don't know if you noticed as well, but I don't know if you'll mind me saying it, but Noam, did you see this? No. Noam got him a big... I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He has... Actually, no voice noted me earlier on, but he, he's got this big, massive lion statue for next to the grave. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's amazing, man. It's really, 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 really cool. Really, really cool. Um, but I just, the other day when it was his anniversary, his death, I remember finding out about it. It was football daft, remember? Charles? Yeah, I remember it. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. And it just meant to think that the stuff that he's missed, like just weird things that you think, like he's missed the pandemic. I know that sounds daft. You know that weird, but it's the kind of things that you think about. Um, but I, it's just absolutely horrific, man. Because how long did we know Adrian for? I mean, he was at Kelvin Brawl. Him and Norm had the best yep. match ever at Orenmore. I wish it was a good copy of that out there because you need to see this match. It was superb. But yep. Adrian was just a guy that was wrestling daft. He was... <laughs> he fucking was just that. Uh, see when you talk about but it was hilarious. See when you talk about missing the pandemic as well. Like it would have been, I think it would have been a riot watching how Lionheart kept his cell. People talking about him during the pandemic because he wasn't out there wrestling. The videos, the promos, he'd have been cutting and all. I couldn't have. He'd have been strutting about filming a promo on his phone every fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I, every oh, fucking I, few days. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, he would, you know, he would have found a way to, and he would, you know, he would have spent a lot of that pandemic time um, catching up on watching all these fucking comedy shows that he was always watching. All the time. He was, he was comedy just, daft. He was daft on fucking your program, still game. You know what I mean, two year man. What? Two year. It's mad, mad, mad. Really, really sad. Sandy wants to put all the Scottish contingent on Raw: Drew, Piper, Nicky, doing his proud. Um, Nicky Cross, of course. I called him Nicky Storm earlier, I don't know. Looking forward to seeing where Drew goes next. Hopefully a new name. But um, uh, what? A new name for Drew? Oh, no, no, no. Looking forward to seeing where um, Piper, I think his meaning goes next. Hopefully a new name, but same Viper. And then Nicky's new gimmick is different, but she's great, so she'll smash it. Also, four Hell in a Cell matches early weekend. Menno. Sandy's having a great time steaming. Thomas wants to put her Matthew for last week who was on the podcast. That's a great listen if you know heard that episode, by the way. Incredible honesty from him that I'm sure will inspire others to speak out. Also put all the in-ring work at Hell in a Cell and very creative because 
He's a wrestling fan. You've got to bury the creative. Ah. Steve says, the only thing to put all this week is Austin Theory and a crop top. Well said. John wants to put all Nicky Cross's new gimmick on Raw and Matthew Feather on in last week. I credit him for being open. Hope he can lead to others, people speaking about their struggles. John wants to bury the cage match that was on AEW. The one with Wardlow in it and um, Big Jack Swagger. I love, uh, he's big, always be Big Jack Swagger in here, boy. Steve, <laughs> Yeah, well, Stephen wants to bury last week's Dynamite. The Elite has been booked too strong right now, and Jungle Boy was made to look really stupid in his segment. There's been a nosedive in quality for the past couple of weeks. I hope it's just temporary while they get back to Wednesdays. We'll ask Chris Jericho all about that on episode 100 of Wrestling Daft. I, I love that. Yeah, it's, again, nay hurt me, but I love that part. He looked really stupid. I know. Certainly, he looks really stupid here. Um, Stephen wants to put our last week's run in guest Matthew really brave to come on and speak about mental health issues I hope he does well and gets back to training well done that lad listen Matthew's got a lot of fans waiting for him once he gets back in that ring let me tell you Bobby wants to put our Mick Foley and Broken Skull sessions Austin and Foley have a great rapport I found myself laughing throughout um, it's brilliant hearing the guys talking I want you to watch that I've not watched it yet but I could listen to the two guys the two fellas uh, chew the fat all night long <laughs> Paul wants to put <laughs> Paul wants to put our fans being back at WWE in a few weeks. He's done with the Thunderdome. He's like, I'm fucking done with it. And he wants to bury... Remember when WWE used to do matches as a big fucking thing? He says, we've had four Hell in a Cell matches in four days. Total overkill. So Paul hates the thing that bloody um, Sandy loved. That's what he shows you you can't win. Dean and Sandy are having a fight. Uh, Kev wants to put her Matthew for last week's running. A nice opening honest guy. Wow, well, Matthew. Well done, son. And he wants to put over whatever substance, uh, whatever uh, substance the writers of Raw are smoking these days. I think they must be smoking the weed or something, smoking Paul over there. <laughs> Billy wants to bury Pipe on Eva Marie's storyline. Weird. There's signs are turning already. And he wants to put all Scotland gear in that go. Scotland were fucking rotten. Look, let's be, I, I don't know what you say in football daft about this, right? But I'll, I'll come at this from another angle. See, after all the fucking hullabaloo, Scotland were fucking rotten. They were rotten. They weren't uh, very good. They were fucking rotten. Everybody's been me. like, all right, young boys, they were fucking rotten as per usual. Nah, but I can't, I, mate, I'm in the same camp as you see all this. They did this proud. They did this proud. The fans were great. I'm a fucker, of course, man, but we played a big fucking tournament at our home park and we fucking get bait twice. Fucking pumped at him twice. Five. Fuck me, man. Can't run. But it's promising. Run, um, but you know, young guys, man, you can give them a chance. They'll come, they'll come back stronger next time. Hey, <laughs> uh, honestly, see, listening to football commentators, right? See, you know, I come for the basketball and they're giving you information and stats and all that, right? And they're giving you on, they're keeping you laughing, not and giving you all these information, like you know, like oh, the last time this happened was in 1984, and the last time this happened, you're getting constant information. And then you listen to the football commentators, man, they're just like, oh, was that right? Good dig for a boy there. <laughs> is that good dig for the boy? What is it, Ali McCoy? Ali McCoy says the same shit all the time, and I love Ali McCoy. You know, make no mistake about it, Clive. Make no mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the same shit all the time. He is the best at what he does, but anyway, him, no. how, how over is Ali now, by the way? Oh, he's over. But I'll tell you something, right? They, I feel sorry for the commentators because they go in there and you can tell they've got they've got nothing. They're no they've not got a good producer like John. 
John's yeah. always giving you loads of content, right? He's got well, you loads, ah, he's giving you loads of stuff to talk about. You can tell these commentators go on and they've got none. They're just watching yeah. a screen. They're not like somebody giving them stats all the time. They're not able to go, well, the last time this Croatian boy uh, scored, you know, he scored a hat trick uh, three years ago in a game against blah, blah, blah. I think football fans would be interested in all that stuff, stats and all that. You know what I mean? Some football are fans are interested in that. Some are better than ours at doing that. But you know what you know what I mean? Like if you watch a game of basketball, John, and you're constantly yeah. getting the, you're, they're showing you like fucking stats and lists and all that kind of I mean, stuff. we've talked about it in basketball daft before, so we do. We cover this in basketball daft. Um Neil wants to put over my wife. No my wife, his wife. For that you know better than be fucking putting over my wife, mate. I'll tell you tell you that. He wants to put over his wife for the signed Sergeant Slaughter picture that she just gave me for my birthday. Superb. Then I get a name, Neil's wife. I love shit like that. That's brilliant. Uh, and Neil wants to bury the sparrow that the cat gave me, thinking he was joining in the celebrations. That's a real expression I love, though, if your cat gives you a deed of bird. Mate, honest to God, put over and all that, right? Oh, that's, I don't know what we section. Fuck me, you need to see the China documentary. Is it new? Oh, yeah, it was just out in, what was it, last Thursday? It's not, it's a, it's a, it's separate for that side of the ring. It's, it's Vice's own... Um, take on it because they go because they basically there was a there was a, a documentary team following China six months before she died. Wow! And it was that whole thing. Of, you know, she had been in Japan for four years working as yeah. a teacher, the most normal life had ever been. And her manager back in America basically pleaded for her to come back. We'll get you back on the circuit. We'll put you out there. We'll get you in the Hall of Fame. And this wee manager, Rab, is the fucking. Carniest wee motherfucker you'll ever see in your life. It's fucking distressing. And the documentary team that are following China and the manager, they end one of them ends up falling in love with China, one of them ends up doing drugs with China. The story will blow your effing mind. I can't believe how sorry I feel for that woman. That woman was absolutely troubled, man. Absolutely troubled. You think if you think if if she had never came back, if she'd stayed in Japan, she'd be all right. A hundred percent, mate. I really I think it was coming back. To that scene and all that, yeah. Because I think f- there was a there was a there was a scene where Foley met China at her first like comeback Comic Con, and Foley was saying that in a talking head thing, going, "She shouldn't have been there. She was fucked up." And instead, uh, you know, like it was Foley on it. What Foley was on, on the it. Mate, Triple H was on it for like a, it was weird, man. But you know, instead, uh, you know, she looked like she she was having substance issues or whatever you want to call it. And instead, that right, we better wrap this documentary and get her sorted. It was like, well, we'll phone celebrity rehab. You know what I mean? Oh, they, that's what, uh, they totally fucking exploit now. Oh, exploited the last eight. Really, really difficult to watch. And 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 I don't want to kind of. Well, I'll tell you what happened. But... No, don't tell me what happened. No, but listen. But does it work out all right for her in the end? No, because what happens is. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just as I take a swig of my iron brew, it's now time to welcome to the show one half of the former ICW tag team champions. With me, 
Uh, Iron Dew, so takes you back. Won the titles in 2013. It's Boom Boom, Colt, Cabana. Hello. Hello. Well, hello. Did you, you get your your mic working, buddy? Nah, nah, I don't have it working. I fucking because I'm I'm living in a flat in Glasgow, and I took my cable to record my podcast, and I forgot this is a dodgy cable. So I don't. How does this sound? I mean, is it gonna sad? Is it gonna be sad when the guest has um so much better audio <laughs> than the fucking host? Well, listen, everybody calls Conrad Thompson the pod file, but for me. And I'm not just kissing your ass. You're the fucking podfather. Well, you're, what are you, a fucking runt? Jesus. What do you mean? Talking into a fucking Zoom? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. This is, this is pretty cheap, and this is This is quite embarrassing, man. I've been wanting Colt on this podcast for two years, and then I bring him on, and I've even got a fucking mic. Unreal. And then Hi, I'm John. Gonna, I'm gonna have to Hi, Colt. How are you? Oh, your audio sounds crisp. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? It's sounding uh, sweet. Bless you. This is embarrassing. <laughs> it is embarrassing, Gradle. You've let you've let wrestling daft down. Mm. Have we started? If you want, aye. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you did that in your podcast. You always go like that. You always, yeah. We're recording. We're recording. We're going. We're we're moving. We're going along. That's what you, you know. Gradle, I love that you're such a fan of me. You have my two-time championship belt back there. <laughs> See, you you who did you beat again? You defeated Adam Pierce, and who was the other one? Uh, only Adam Pierce is the only one that would let me beat him. That's right. I remember that. They were great yeah, matches. Yeah. They were great matches. Tell the, me, the Sheik wouldn't. Uh, what's what's happening? Do you do you miss me? I miss you so much, Grado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time, mate. I just, I just get sad when you won't fly me over to let me be on your BBC shows. Well. You know, I did try. I tried to get you in Scott Squad. I tried to get Sanjay Dutt in Scott Squad, and it's never ever. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Are you still on the one in the house? Flat, flat boys, flat men. Two doors down. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Two doors down. We're filming that right now. Does that still go? Uh huh. What about you? Have you been on any episodes of Chicago PD? No, but I'm still collecting checks. Are you really, Royleys? They're coming in. You are it's kidding the- me, man. It's still in the hundreds of dollars. That episode, that episode was on six years ago, and I had eight lines. Wow. That's incredible. I get about six to eight pounds a year for two doors down <laughs> to Scott Squad. A year. I, yeah, I think the BBC and uh, NBC work a little different, don't they? Mm-hmm. What are you drinking there? What do you think? I love it. There we go. I, I just, I just before you come on, I introduced you. I was like, uh, "Please welcome one half of the greatest ICW tag team champions, Iron Drew." John, do you do you see something different about that bottle that I that would question make me question? What sugar free? Sugar? Yeah. He said you're gonna diet. Yeah, he's on a diet who, just now, Colt. Who is this man? Yeah, well, strange man. It's kind of go to a horn, Colt. It's uh, I'm the fattest I've ever been, mate. It's, is it's, that right? It's quite dark. It's quite dark. I see pictures and you look great because people, you know, people post pictures of you and I all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I seen pictures recently, like I think you in suit in suits and you look you look so svelte. Right, but the thing is, with suits, you can get away with shit like that. You know? uh, in, who's your suit guy? It's, it's a guy in Glasgow by the name of Forbes. Forbes. <laughs> That's not actually his name. That's the name of the shop, Grado. Well, I think that's his surname. Is it no Forbes? 
That might be. That might be. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know if it is. Are you, are you still dressing like a Jake Ball, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> are what? you still dressing like a Jake Ball? Like Jake Bolt. <laughs> like like a Jakey. Like a Jakey. Jake the Snake Roberts? No. A Jakey. Because I'll tell you what, I, I see him every week backstage, and I dress a little... We know I dress, I dress like a Jakey, but... I dress a little better than Jake Roberts, so that says really? something. What does Jake wear then, Coop? He's Back still, there. I mean, Grado's seen Beyond the Mat a million times. He's got those sweat sweatpants and ripped shirts. Right. He's still, he's still wearing that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. Wow. Well, actually, on TV, he, he has a lot of dad outfits. I don't know if you've noticed that. There's, there's that tracksuit that he, that he wears, the kind of snake tracksuit. Which is very similar to the tracksuits I wore in, in Test Drive, and I'm I'm almost sure that he gets it for the same place, the snakeskin one. I mean, it's horrific, but it's Jake the Snake. What you got? It is, it is horrific, but yeah, you nailed it. But it is Jake the Snake, so he could do what he wants. I, yeah. I think Sandra backstage makes that for him. Really? It, Tell it, me, oh, is Sandra there? Is Sandra her, the, the woman for Total Divas? Yep. Sandra is in AEW. We got her, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, but you, but you don't use Sandra. You don't need Sandra, do you? No. Do you see? In, Look in the background there. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. Oh, Bro- Brody's covering up. That's my sewing machine over there. That's right, mate. Honestly, do you know that he he makes his in gear? John did really? I had no idea you made. I your told own... you that. Wow, wow. No, what do you need, I... John? You want something? You want a onesie? Oh yeah, please, please. How how did you how did you get into doing that then, Coach? Did you just think save a bit of cash here? Yeah. Learn to do it myself. Grado can answer that. You, you you nailed it in the first sentence, saving a bit of cash. <laughs> you I'm, nailed I'm, it. You're not one of these wrestlers that's really tight, Cole, are you? Oh. You hear stories about, you know, these wrestlers that are tight, you know, stealing lifts from town to town, sleeping in fans' uh, mm. houses. That's not you, Cole, is it? That is, I mean, maybe really? no fans' houses, maybe no, but in terms of being a tight fist to get, that's Cole Cabana. Really? All the back. Oh, aye, it's brilliant. It's 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 horrific. It really is quite bad, man. Wait, it's brilliant. It's horrific. Those are two different adjectives. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's actually it's quite embarrassing. It's quite it's quite embarrassing. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so you know, what I mean, if you're, I'm trying to think at a certain time where, where I'm thinking where he's been really really cheap. Well, but what's what's, your, what's been your best moment in terms of like saving money, Cole? Is has there been one moment that's really like you, there's been a massive meal? It's like been hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you, the guys sort of say that I'll take care of it. What what's been your biggest one there? Well, I mean that's always great when you go to Japan and the sponsors are picking it up. But also, yeah. it's not about being it, it's not about like grifting somebody else. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't see because I value money so much. So if somebody is going like, I'll get you anything you want. I'm not the guy who's going to order the most expensive thing on the, on the plate because I don't, I feel bad for that person then having to spend that money. Right. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you know, in my younger years, I I think I've changed since then, but you know, wrestling for John Thorne and AIW, we once wrestled at this abandoned elementary school and I needed toilet paper um, <laughs> and this was a, you know, I wasn't flying, I was driving. So I may or may not allegedly have taken like 150 rolls of like. <laughs> <laughs> 
during the pandemic, that would have been really, I don't know what it was like yes. in America, but you know, there's a massive toilet roll shortage over here. I mean, that could have, that is actually could have been currency if, you know. I mean, this was 15 years ago, maybe. Right, right, right. right. And at this point, I have now turned into a bidet man. Oh, mate. No way. He I, honestly has bidet as the fucking best. I was actually talking about this last week. I was like, I've got a friend. I don't know. I think we we're talking about it on the radio on the breakfast show. And I was like, man, I thought, I didn't know bidets like that existed. Like you sit on Coke Cabana's pan and you press a button and it shoots right up your farter, right? But not only that, you can guess, you can pick which type of spray, you know, you you can decide if it goes, or if you want to go, or if you want to be hot, if you want to be cold, right up your hoop. And for somebody that's got IBS, wow. Wow. Also, I have a dryer which means that I don't buy toilet paper anymore. And built into the BD, there is a dryer and built. built. Jesus, built in. man. I mean, you, I mean, and and got it for free through a sponsorship from Brundell.com. There you go. <laughs> Brundell, shout out to Brundell.com. If you are listening, we would all like a BD, please. Where I mean, I was going to say, I mean, Grado, I don't know about you over here in Scotland. Where about you go about buying a BD? Obviously, Brundell.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll just keep mentioning them. We'll hopefully get a BD, mm. uh, you mm. know, but... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know the first place in Scotland to, to get a BD. I, I don't know. No, I know that we, I don't know if we still, I know in Spain, you know, you get the wee BDs that yeah. are like separate, but that that, that mm. always just usually gets, you know. Would, so would this is a Japanese style bidet. Uh, right, right. So these are, these are toilet seat covers. You take the toilet seat that you have, you take it off and you replace it with this one. Can, can, can I ask you this? Know that, know that I really want to get you heat any heat with the the you know i don't know if tony khan uses a bidet or not (laughs) i'm so sorry what i want to know is do you still have plastic cutlery instead of using metal knife and forks do you still do that so i have i did acquire some more metal knife but just the other day i went to chipotle and i was like I mean, they're asking me to take a handful of plastic knives and plastic forks. So that's to save him for Danny's dishes, John. That do you know this is, we're going to learn a lot from Colt here. What's mm. what's catering back like back in AEW? I mean, Gradle loves to talk about food. What is the catering like in AEW? Get- Catering's pretty good, but we, you know we've been in Jacksonville the whole time, so we have these like set caterers. So it's like the same kind of food oh, right. and the same people. So. It, it, like I did three shows before the pandemic started with AEW and they had different people from different towns and Grado, you would have loved it. There was oh my God. At, at one of the shows, I think Chicago, there was like a chocolate fondue fountain. Oh what? Yeah, it was wild. We, 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 we are always saying on this podcast now, you know, when, 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 when guys come on, Robert Flaunts, who sometimes is on the podcast, he tries to, to get me jobs with ex-WWE guys or AEW guys. But the thing that, the reason why I think AEW should take the chance on me right. is I, yes. how, wouldn't I be the best dancer <laughs> slash singer to Chris Jericho's song, Ringside? I would totally nail that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not... Chris Harrington is, I think, the numbers analytics guy. But I don't know if that pans out paying you and buying your visa just to dance. When, you know, when I think those guys get paid a chicken sandwich, I don't know what they get paid. <laughs> have, no. have, you, have you ever been asked to, to dance the Jericho song? Okay, so here's the story, which, which made me... <laughs> I, okay, I don't know any words to any song. Okay, it's not. This yeah. is no offense to Chris Jericho. 
I know the hook and that's about it. And for Chris Jericho's like 30th anniversary of his wrestling anniversary, they asked everybody to sit down and sing Chris Jericho song and then they would splice it up. And they were like, will you sing his song? I was like, yeah, I don't know the words, but I'll sing it. They're like, yeah, whatever. And then I improv like the greatest mate, you know, like, uh, how does it great? How does the song go? So I can now. I become, I become, I become man. I become, I become, I become man. Yeah, but that's the hook. That's right, the hook. Okay, the, um, you are beautiful on the inside. You are such as personified. Okay, so, yeah, and then I was like, and I'm Chris Jericho, <laughs> and I'm singing songs. Fozzie is on tour, and I do movies. I'm on the improv, and you can see me. I'm on TV shows. I do all the press. You want me to have a podcast? I'll have it, and I'll do something less. I'll do what you need. I'll be on your show. If there's Dr. Luther, he can come with me because you know we are, we are, we are best friends. We are, we are, we are best friends. Judas, Judas. And so I went on for like 10 minutes. And the only thing they did was me going, Judas. So you, you don't know the words to any song called you must have a karaoke song though. No, I'm pretty I do you really? know I do Twitch, twitch.tv. I know I'm not here to plug my Twitch or my get new plug, podcast, Wrestling plug. Anonymous. I'm not here to try to plus try to plug Wrestling Anonymous or my Twitch. But uh, I have a real fun Twitch chat where sometimes they'll give me a song and then I'll have to like think about in in my like what I think the words were. So I, I really I only know the hook. I, I just I, I know zeros when I listen to songs, I only listen to the chorus, I, I only listen, but I I only listen for like to bop my head around. I don't take in the words. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, 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 you you touched on I touched this, nothing, Grado. You touched. I touched nobody on this new project. Now you sent me. You just tweeted it. Out, wrestling anonymous. Well, before we had wrestling anonymous, why why did fucking the art of wrestling die? Well, the wrestling art of wrestling didn't die, and and the the feed is there still there, and I'm putting up all new. Uh, I'm putting up all, the whole old back catalog is back up. So if you ever want to listen to any wrestling uh, art of wrestling's, you can starting July first. Every episode will ever will oh. be there, including because as I was going through them all, I mean, there's a great O sit down, but then there's so much. There's a great O wrestling road diaries three um, preview, and then you do so many of the live Edinburgh shows, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Grado's all over it. So funny. I listened to a, a bunch of them back, but you know, it was weekly sit down with wrestlers. And I, you know, I think I just did every wrestler and, uh, and then also, you know, talking to wrestlers, wrestlers, talking to wrestlers or people in the business, talking to people in the business. I was, the, you know, I essentially was the first doing it on a weekly basis. And then, you know, now it's kind of, it, it, it's not that special. So I kind of wanted to come mm. up with an idea that no one in wrestling was really doing again. It took me a while to think of, and that's what wrestling anonymous is, is it's these phone calls from anybody who has any kind of story. And the only common thread is wrestling and they call in and there's a number and uh, 87 cabana 34. And if you're in the UK, you can email 87 cabana 34 at gmail.com. And you know, like, it's like Grado has a million funny stories. Just the idea of dancing with Jim Cornette or whatever he was doing or calling, <laughs> calling Jim Cornette. You know, these are stories that people call in and they do anonymously. 
And it can be, there's so many fun stories, but there's also real stories too. Like just this week, you know, someone called in and talked about their experience about watching Owen Hart die live in front of them. Wow. You know, so like I'm trying to hit all aspects. It's not just comedy. It's kind of wild and bizarre and fun and real. And so, yeah, great. Oh, to answer your question, I just wanted to do something that hasn't been done in the wrestling landscape um, once again. Cool. I, I think I might, I might, I might start a podcast just like that. <laughs> that, will, that, that will happen. Do you, do, do, do you remember the time that you, you that, that I kept stealing one of your moves, and you told me, "Please stop doing this move. You're copying me." And I was like, "Trust me, I've stopped." And then when was it? You opened up the Fighting Spirit magazine, and I was that, there was a picture of me doing it in the mag. It was just like I felt like Columbo. I don't know if you know that reference, but I did. I was a de- it was like the greatest detective work of all time. Amazing. Amazing. Cole, I mean, you know, you you know Grado really well. I've I've known Grado for a good few years now. And he has a he has a way of kind of almost he, he twists the truth sometimes. For example, he's obviously said, I've stopped doing your move now, and then there's you open up the magazine, there he's doing it. But he does things, and I don't know if you've ever had this quote for he's saying, Oh, I'm 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 gonna be late for the podcast this week because I'm stuck in like a, a, a traffic accident, there's a tractor overturned in Ayrshire, so I can't get to and then he'll put like he'll get a picture from Google. And he'll send that into the group chat and say, yeah, look, here's a picture of it. Or like a snow blizzard or something. Have you come across any of this with Grado? Oh, I mean, that's classic Grado. See, I thought you were going to say he's like, I, he's so lazy about it. I, I'm impressed that he would take Google an image because it, I would more expect like, oh, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm stuck at home. You know, my whatever. My family member is down and I need to take care of them on the mend, if you will. And then. Two minutes later, there's an Instagram story of him at a like a foam party. <laughs> like he doesn't even care. It's not even. It's his rules. I think, I think that's his love for Jeff Jarrett. What is it like? It's my way or whatever. My world. That's it's my world. It's Grado's world. It's Grado's world. It is. It is indeed. Wait, I mean, going back to the first time you two, you two met. I mean, I always remember that was when Grado was doing his YouTube stuff, and it was you know he, he had the, t- the the shot against you. How much of that was a work, you know, like when you arrived at Edinburgh Airport and there's Grado with the car, you come off the flight, he's, you know, singing the song, he's got the sign up for you. How much of that was a work and how much of that was shoot? Cocabana. It's yourself. Cocabana. It's yourself. I always love when he just, he he's walking to the airport and he just looks back at the, at the, at the camera and goes, Cocabana. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was all a shoot, was it not, Grado? I you basically emailed me at four, maybe was it no, it would have been earlier than that. You were, de- you were definitely in, I don't know if you were flying from New York straight into Edinburgh or Ch- would have been Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. and uh, you, you said, Look, I need a lift, um, from Edinburgh Airport into actual Edinburgh, and I'm like, You do realize. I'm two hours for Edinburgh. <laughs> you're, you're only you're only really ten minutes into the into Edinburgh town, but, but because it's but, you, I'll pick you up. Money and also saving, be, because it's me, saving. I didn't want to spend the money. You're right. Yeah, there exactly. We go. exactly. And I said, and one condition you let me film as soon as you get off the plane. Now we had the. I don't think at that point we had any met, apart from when you wrestled in Kilmarnock in uh, 2005. Do you uh, consider that our first formal meeting? Well, I would, but I don't suppose you would, because you probably when you were when you were twelve. Aye, I was. Aye. Aye. <laughs> yeah, I still have that uh, kilt that you gave me. Oh Jesus, I remember that. That was a Lowlanders kilt. Jesus, 
don't well, know what that means, but I'm... I was in a tag team called the Lowlanders years ago. My name was That's Grant a great Hunt. name. The Lowlanders. Do you know Does that, anyone you know use it since? Wow, no. I can't believe you're not aware of the work of Grant Dunbar. I had to, um, I had to hide it. I don't, I don't want him. No, I remember him telling me about his old partner, actually. Did you really? Grant Dunbar sounds familiar. Ah, uh, that was my name, man. That was my name. <laughs> Tell me, man, about about AEW. Who's a wanker? <laughs> uh, I think they got rid of the wankers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you who the wankers are. You know who you would like, Grado? Um, let me guess. I would like... Um, I'll give you two people that I think you would like a lot. I think you text me one of them. Not that long you said I'd love them. Who is it? I can't remember. Well, one would be, um, since this dead air is going nowhere of you just looking down thinking, <laughs> I'll just say it. Right, okay. I, heard uh, I, I think you would love Miro. That was that, Miro. Mm-hmm. I think you would love Miro, and I think you would love Luchasaurus. Really? really? These are two two people that would fit in in the Grado universe. Right, right. Wow. Luchasaurus right. are really, I mean, I was heard he's got some sort of degree in, like, craft or medieval craft or something he's like that. He's a very... Book smart man. Yeah. But I wouldn't say so much for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What about Miro? What, what, what does, he like? does, he, does he like to get mad with? I don't know. He's just a lovable Bulgarian. Right. And I think right. he would. I think he, I, I think here's what would happen is he would love the charm of Grado. Right. And, you know, when people also, you know, when people love my charm, I love them in return. Right. Like, right. You can't yeah. help but appreciate someone who appreciates you. Do you like Sting? You know, I don't know Sting that well. I, me and Sting had a two-hour conversation on a layover on a on an airplane uh, once, and I thought it changed both of our lives. Uh, and then two <laughs> months later, he came, showed up at AEW, and I was like, it's me, remember? He's like, uh... And I was like, no! <laughs> and I go, I go, we sat in the airport in Minneapolis for like two hours and talked. He's like, and then he's like, did we talk about God? And I was like, no. <laughs> but uh, you, you, Cabana, it's funny you say that, right? Because quite a, what I remember for, for you coming back and f- f- forward to the UK years ago was the amount of wrestlers, British wrestlers would go, oh man, Cole Cabana, he introduces himself to me every time at the event. <laughs> We've been him, hey, what's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, Scott? Hey, I'm Scott. Hey, I'm Scott. <laughs> I don't even Scott Snyder. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> so is, is, you, you enjoy AEW Cool. I mean, you've, you've that's you've been just well over a year now, isn't it? Yeah, but Grado, I I have to. Sorry, John, but I I I don't hold it against Sting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, exactly. Yes. Ten, technically, it's that what you said. You know, you should expect that. Like, there is. Yes. You know what I mean. Yeah, so like those people in in Scotland, I hope they don't hold it against me. I don't hold it against thing. Aye, 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 aye. all right. I mean, uh, I mean, aye. I mean, you're, you're kind of gutted, but it's expected. These yes. people, you know. I mean, I remember you know I wrestled, I wrestled three nights with Vader, and like a year later, and I was in an elevator with him, and I didn't even introduce myself. I didn't even say hello. It was just a matter of, he's never going to remember me. Never, nah. But this was a two-hour deep convo about life uh, and. Yeah. Uh, John, AEW is going very well. It's so great. I signed a contract with them like oh, three weeks before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah um, right. They kept everybody employed. Not only have they kept everybody employed, they've consistent. They kept up their TV 
uh, we've done TV tapings. We've done them safely. Um, I was a, a bit of a stickler for the for the covid um, and still am. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's been I can't complain. And I mean, greater would be having a field day just walking backstage. Oh, there's gold dust. Oh, Aye. there's I Dean Malenko. I, I just, love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, surely, you know, a new member of the Dark Order. The form yeah. reformation of Iron Jew on AEW, you know. I know there's backstage creative, you know. I, I don't the creative process. It seems is, you know, it's like you guys are doing the creative backstage. Come on, Colt. You know this, this is this, this, this is the is, opportunity. Grado's this is the second for. time in this podcast that we've tried to get Grado a job. <laughs> like, listen, it happens every week. I get so embarrassed, man. If it's first, before, first it's to sing to sing the song. Next, it's. I mean, if you if you knew how to sew, he'd be asking for Sandra's job right now. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh, Unbelievable! I know. I know. All right, I'll put. It, I'll, really. I'll put in a word. Right. I mean, when we tour the UK, it's only. Well, I mean, I, I really don't have that much of a say. I mean, I'll put in. I'll put in something what I can, you know, but who's, who's, do, who's doing the creative then, Cole? Is it is it like Cody and Jericho? Are, are they doing the creative, Kenny, all that? Or is everybody kind of chipping in? Fuck the ball, fell out. <laughs> what did he say? No. <laughs> I said, the ball fell out. Octavon fell out. The ball fell out. The ball fell Somebody in Philly? The buffet, the buffet, a buffet, a fillet. Yes. Um, uh, no, I mean it's Tony Khan. You know, it's Tony Khan's yeah. business. It's Tony Khan's thing. And uh, you know, I I don't want to speak for anybody else. I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm in some conversations, but I'm in what I'm in. So I think a lot of the EVPs and people with power, they have a lot of power over what they want to do and what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, it's Tony Khan's. Um, it's his product. His name's on the on the thing you know it's kind of his you know again for the most part in my belief but i i i don't know you know i'm not necessarily in those email chains and text chains <laughs> you know in the whatsapp group for you know what's happening creatively i'm not i am not oh, i wish see before I, wish I, would, I would i would i would throw in more colt cabana and grado ideas right hey guys he got highspots.com god i miss it i miss it so much man I'm just looking at you, I miss you so much. But you know what? It's like, see, that's wrestling anonymous idea. What a great idea! Because see, right now, right? See, wrestling. I find it hard to watch, Cabana. Right? I love. Do you know what? How I get my wrestling fix is the likes of. There was a tweet the other day about the most embarrassing thing that has happened at an independent wrestling show, and reading these stories, they were hilarious. And and. And and, I, and and it's the same with the botches, the bot the botch accounts and, and botch and stuff like that. I love mm-hmm. all that shit. So that is right up my street, this anonymous stuff. So great like the very first episode I say, and I was saying the same thing. It's like, well, I don't, you know, the the, the pandemic and quarantine is like really giving me an opportunity to look back and be like, wh- why do I like wrestling? Because some of the stuff on TV, you know, I'm not gonna obviously I love AEW, but some of the other stuff is just like why, why am I not drawn to want to watch everything every week? I have no interest, really. Yeah. Um, and so I, I go back and I reflect and I say, for me, it's nostalgia. There's three things. I say nostalgia. I say performance. And I and then the third one, which came up on me, is community, is, is the community. So uh, for me, you know, for me and you, it's the nostalgia of our childhood. It's remembering, you know, for me, it's WWF 80 stuff or 
my teenage years, maybe the attitude era and then performance. I love performing. I love wrestling. Like that's why I love wrestling is going and doing the the shows. And so, you know, it was hard during the pandemic and it was hard. uh, You know, I was able to do it a little bit in AEW, but it was in front of nobody. So that kind of sucked. And then the last one was community. And it is like this, like it's the idea of when I think of community, I think of ICW shows and just like a packed crowd in that garage, you know, or in Edinburgh, or I think of the Edinburgh fringe and I think of all the wrestling fans and how we all just kind of come together. And it's, and, and some of us, it's not even like some of us, it's not even like because we watch two Oh five live every week or whatever. It's like, we just, there's something in us that under that, that we all have that handshake and that wink and we all love wrestling. And, you know, some of us love wrestling for our childhood and some of us love it different eras, but if we love it in, in any way, you know, we all like agree upon this thing and, and we're different than other people just in the world. Like they don't understand us. So um, I'm with you. And then this is, this is another way is the wrestling anonymous is to kind of call in and like, tell us those ways that, not not those ways because I just I don't want to hear just the ways that you love it, but um, you know we've all done stuff or been around stuff or been affected by stuff in such weird occasions that sometimes we need an outlet. And when I was doing art of wrestling, fans would ask me to be on the show all the time, and it was like that's not the this is you know art of wrestling is for the wrestlers, um, but this now is for the fans. And now if you've never had an opportunity to get this out in public, I always say that like you've probably got a friend who has told you this wrestling story a million times and it was hilarious the first time, but it's like, this is the 20th time. I don't want to hear this story anymore. He <laughs> does it all the time. Repeater K. And then when I tell the story the second time, it's fucking completely different to the first one. But anyway, <laughs> but, you so, mean you're, but you're bang on Cabana because this, just to kind of uh, go off on a sidebar, the, the best thing about this podcast is the feedback, is the, what the fans write into to this podcast, what they write in, they tell us the experience. Oh, guess what I saw on TV this week? This wrestler was in an ad, an advert, or I saw this guy wearing a wrestling t-shirt, and that's the goal. That's the that's the comedy. It's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I and I don't necessarily enjoy like you know. I was thinking about like what podcast can I do? I was like, I don't want to talk about uh, this week in wrestling, and I don't want the pressure oh. to have to like. Wa- I don't want homework. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I don't want homework to watch wrestling. I know. I hate so, when they, they watch Raw, but see when I, I just uh, Alexa Bliss, I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. You know, right? I mean? But and some people do want to watch it every week, and some people do love it, and that's amazing. Like they have that right to do it. But for some of us, the jaded fans like us mm-hmm. who are in the biz yeah. and now we're jaded mm-hmm. or lapsed or you know or whatever it is, right. uh, but we still love wrestling. Like we know we love wrestling, but you know maybe this incarnation we don't love it. Yeah, just on that, Cole, you, you sort of touched on it when you were talking about there. Do you think, you know, when you've got all these products now, NXT, UK, NXT, you say 205 Live and things like that, do you think there's a bit of the fun that's been sucked out of wrestling? I mean, obviously you and Grado, you know, you're all about the fun, you're all about making people smile. Do you think there's a, a lack of that in the kind of current product now? Jesus, we get it. You want Grado to have a job. <laughs> That's the third time today. That's <laughs> a fucking week, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I get it from a content creating aspect. Like, you want to throw as much stuff out there as you can to try to monetize off of whatever you can. So that I get. Like, I, I don't disagree with the model of, I guess, putting out as many shows, but again, I think it goes back to nostalgia and we think about when we were kids and like when we were kids, when I was a kid, it was four pay-per-views a year and like that seemed to work. So it's hard to think of like 12 or 17 pay-per-views a year or whatever it is. And, you know, 
a kid now in 20 years is going to be like wrestling sucks. I loved it when it was just wrestling on the network and Peacock and YouTube. And, you know, now, you know, in, in 20 years, it's going to be whatever. It's, it's going to be so much. It's going to be multiplied by a, a, another hundred. Yeah. Do you, do you need your boost? No, that's that seven. Do you need to boost? Uh, no, I, I pushed it till uh, seven, half seven. I, I just, well, that's good because I just wanted to say, like, it's funny, right? Because I said this a couple of weeks ago, but um, I remember when I was flying back and forward to America, right? And then AIW and TNA and stuff like that and wrestling in Chicago. I remember that it came a point, but I was sitting, I think I actually had a conversation with you at one point and it was at the Comic Cons and I was like, Fuck, I feel quite desensitized to this now. You know, there's a boogeyman just walking by. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's fucking um, D'Lo Brown. And, I, you know, and it, it never phased me and it annoyed me that it became, like, it meant nothing to me. But now that the fact that I've not wrestled in over a year, like, I'm now buying um, New Jack T-shirts off WrestleTees.com. <laughs> I'm looking up replica belts, you know, because I've it's been that long since I've, I've been involved. Yeah. I, I, I think it was important that I always took a, I, I, I always take steps back. So when you say that, like I always made it sure to keep myself in check to be like, wow, this is so cool. All of these guys that I watched as a child uh, are at this convention and are across from me and are my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was never necessarily a collector because of the money thing, obviously. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go buy a hundred dollar new Jack t-shirt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe me. I want it all. Mm. You know, did I ask uh, the Iron Sheik's manager for this free poster signed by him? Yes, of course. And he <laughs> sent it to me for free. The Megan twins. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But um, I do, you know, and, and I was doing I was doing a, a podcast called We Watch Wrestling with Vince and Matt, which is two funny comedians in America. And I remember Matt said to me, he's like, from an outsider's perspective, he's a stand up and he writes on a bunch of shows. Um, and he was a WWE writer at one time, but he was like, from an outsider's perspective, Colt, like you've always been able to be in the business and be very successful in the business, but you've always been able to keep that fandom of whatever it is. And I appreciate that. And so uh, mm-hmm. there is an aspect of my fandom. And I think this podcast does show it is that like, I, not only do I want these fans to reach out, but I also appreciate these calls and I'm the curator. So like I'm picking the ones that are, are going to be on the show. So you know it's almost like to pop me and so like to hear these stories and to think like ah man that's awesome and why that's awesome uh, i think it shows my fan side but also can give everybody a different aspect uh, of it because based off of these stories there's different stories i could tell like there was somebody uh on this week's episode who threw a streamer and their uh wedding ring fell off and flew underneath the underneath the ring right which is a great story, which is a great story in itself but then as a wrestler, I'm able to tell you that there's a ring crew that has to now wait till the show is done. And the ring crew doesn't get, they're the last ones that get done and they have to wait there till one in the morning when the show gets done. And then they have to put an extra half hour of work and then they have to drive another three hours home while the person in the opening match can go home at eight o'clock. This ring crew person has to go home at three o'clock and that's their job. And some people don't see that part of it. So uh, I think that's the, that's the fun of, uh, of that, but yes, uh, Back, I guess the original question was, I love being a wrestling fan. Yeah, do, do you pop <laughs> for the in, stuff that I'm a fan of? Yeah, well, do you pop in? Obviously, in AEW, you've got people like Aaron Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Sting, you said, Jake the Snake. Are you just a bit in awe of these guys when you see them? Yeah, I love it. And some and the ones that are approachable, some of them aren't that approachable, right? 
Um, but the ones that I have a good rapport with, I can always ask questions like after some of the beyond, uh, not to be on the mat, the, um, the dark side of the ring, like I'll go ask Jake a question or, you know, he's open. Right. He'll ask, he'll answer anything. All so right. I'll, you know, I'll talk, I'll ask questions like kind of fan questions to Jake or Tully. Um, you know, these guys are great. They, they're happy to talk about anything. And I think they like being talked to. And I can only imagine, I, I imagine if I'm, you know, when I get to that age, uh, it's hard to like strike up a buddy, buddy conversation with, with the quote unquote, the boys or, you know, the girls. So uh, I think it's cool when the younger generation, like, you know, tries to befriend them and they feel part, they, they feel a part of the locker room the same way that they were what, you know, they Tully Blanchard was the king of the locker room and NWA with the horsemen, you know, so it's gotta be a weird feeling to kind of be on the outskirts. So I, I do my best to try to keep them involved. But you must have that the other way around, Colt, because, I mean, you're, I don't want to say a vet now, but you must have younger wrestlers, in the, you know, like Gregor says, when you come over to the UK or any AEW as well, coming up to you and, and picking your brains, and you're almost at that level as well. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a coach and a producer for AEW also, so. So, yes. So I help, I help, you know, uh, some of the AEW dark and elevation matches for the younger talent and I'll help them and, and I'll help put some matches together and work on the matches afterwards and critique. So it's definitely, it's part of my job title. And then, yeah, it's a fun part. It's a fun place to be because I'm this guy who's been do doing it very successful at, at 22 years on a level, on an independent level where I helped, you know, was part of the scene that became into AEW. So I have that experience uh, so I can help the youngers, but then, you know, also there's people like whatever Dustin Rose or Dean Malenko who were wrestling in arenas for 20 years, you know? So I, I think it's fun that they can get that. They can get the different aspect. They can come to, they can go to those kind of people. Uh, and then they can also go to someone like me who's successfully done it and knows how to work the 300 people, uh, yeah. but that there's an art to that too, you know? And so um, it's a fun middle ground that I'm in. So they, they have a lot of different places and people they can go to. So, like, obviously, th th this week in wrestling, well, for me, it's, it's a year, it's two years since Lionheart died. It's now, is it four years since since Biggins died? Now, I don't know if I've ever spoken about Biggins on this podcast, John. Well, you haven't, no. He he's he was the AIW promoter. He was the first guy to bring me to America. But he was, he loved Grado so he, much. He was honestly he was the first guy to bring me to America. Don't get me wrong, I probably you know affected his health by freaking him out. By you know he booked a whole weekend. It was called Grado Does America, AIW. It was like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All just revolved around me, wasn't it, Colt? Wow. I was to wrestle Tracy's mothers on the Friday night, maybe you on the Saturday, then we dot team on the Sunday. But boot camp came and JB pulled me for the for, for the show. So he had booked this fucking whole weekend and had to cancel it. And I thought that he would he would he would never contact me ever again, but then he did bring me back. And I swear to God, this guy was the sweetest, loveliest, gentlest giant ever, man. He was the absolute best. And Cabana, you loved him as well, right? Mm, of course he yeah he loved wrestling he loved like the inner shit talking of wrestling too which i think is is one of the most fun parts of of being in a, less, a wrestling locker room i think oh 100 like we, <laughs> we would always like exchange remember voxer remember we used to talk on voxer they used mm -hmm. to have voxer i still do for some people yeah but you know who do you speak to in voxer uh my mom and kevin owens <laughs> <laughs> 
Aye, but I just wanted to, because I never, I ended up forgetting today a wee tweet thing about Biggins and Lionheart, which I'm going to take the time to talk about in this podcast, but Biggins was the fucking best, man. I just want to say Yeah, Biggins, Lionheart, uh, Travis, you know, I liked coming over and seeing Travis, and then obviously for me, uh, Brody was such a hard one. Yeah. Uh, so hard, and it's so even, it's so weird, like, I get weird feelings, like, going on YouTube and looking up his clips and, and just watching him and then seeing that he's not there like like how is he not right right like one of us just how is he not in the locker room and he's just gone like forever uh it's still something very hard to process and i'm still trying to process it and understand it and right. I, you know obviously i feel for amanda his his wife and I, I don't think a lot of people give us shit but you know negative one his son little brody i love that being amazing being amazing amazing, right and i i think there are some people like how could you do this it's just like how could we not yeah absolutely how could we not i love i love the video as well cole i don't know if you were there but eddie kingston rounding up the dressing room and sort of making that spit that so i I don't know if you were there for that i thought it was absolutely incredible it was it was a little cringe it was eddie's first week there but uh i said i I said that you know that is Eddie Kingston on the back. He's the kind of guy that would walk in anywhere, and he'd done it with TNA. He wasn't even first day. TNA first day on the job, he's doing locker room speeches. But bless him, right? Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll do then. That'll do. That was that was good fun. I'll uh, definitely listen to a podcast. Nogi Abel. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been it's been a long time coming. And I'll get the pods out. I'm assuming we can get this an all good podcast out. What's uh, cool? We can just Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, wherever you get it, just uh, search Wrestling Anonymous and subscribe. And then if you want to say hi to me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, that's at Colt Cabana, and I am on Twitch.tv slash Colt Cabana. And there's a bunch of uh, UK f- fun friends that are in there. I'm I, I'm playing rest. I'm playing wrestling stuff. I'm playing video games. I'm just an all around goofball. And I love, I could see Greta was popping for me doing my plugs. And I'm just thinking how they've, how they've, um, av- how my mind works. The years. No, just like, because I'm again, like you text me, I quote wrestling at gmail.com. A very family email. You know, and if you want, if you need to get a hold of me, it's cult wrestling at gmail.com. It's my very public email. And, uh, <laughs> check out coltcabana.com. Uh, that's brilliant, man. Fantastic. Right. Cool. Thanks so much for coming on Wrestling Daft. Mate, thank take you care, right? I've seen you about 40 years ago. Thank you, Dafties. See you later, <laughs> <laughs> You just made the list! Well, you can't spell listen without list, and we want your ears now as we talk lists on the list of wrestling daft. Now, that <sighs> is, now this is great what John wrote here. You can't spell listen without list, and we want your ears now as we talk lists on the list of wrestling daft. Which is great, one of his best ones, with, except for the fact that when I'm reading it off the page here, it doesn't say wrestling daft, it says wrestling daffy. It says, John, you want to just chill out, mate? John, you want to fucking you want to take a chill pill, mate? Cram your jets. I type quite fast, and I don't double. I don't double check it. Like I, you know, I, do you haunt George Bowie? All these these words that are get spelling mistakes in there. Oh no, George, I, I, I double check when I'm doing it for George. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you. Because you slap your boot. I sometimes, sometimes. Um, no, you can vote for what you want us to talk about, punters, by joining us at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week, it was all about title runs and shading it in the battle between best title runs and worst title runs. Oh. It was worst title runs. Ah, this is, ah, this, ah, these lists are shit. 
Why is that right, shite, okay, okay, right, you, Grado, you give me the topics for next week. Give me right the in, top, right, right two topics for next week. We'll right, do this okay. just now, but you give me the topics for next week. Let's right, go. Okay. Um, right, okay. Either it's between... Mm-hmm. Either it's between the... What's the best? What's the best? What's the best? Who has... No. No, no. What was the best? What's the best celebrity to come into wrestling and right, do something okay. that wasn't shite? Right, okay, right. yeah. What's the best celebrity to come into something that wasn't shite? Or what's your favourite TNA pay-per-view? Right, that's the... Okay. The, right, fantastic. Thanks. That, that. That's better than the best title runs. The best title... What is, a, what is a good title run? I don't get it. What is a good title run? What is a good a good title run is one where it's like I would say where there's been great matches, where there's been I would say so, Roman Reigns' current title run is one of the best we've yes. had in years. No to go Al Snowy here, but surely the best title run is something like, you know, The Rock in two thousand where they were drawing so much money or Steve Austin ninety nine and the worst is like yeah, the, yeah. Diesel. Is that not I mean just, technically that is what's the best and the worst? No? Yeah. Potentially. Listen, just fucking go on with it, man. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> well, here's my top three, right? Number three, I'm going to say <laughs> The Fiend. Because um, The Fiend is a recent title run. Um, and it was a completely hopeless one. It was a guy that should never have had the belt on him anyway. He should never have had the belt on him in the first place. And I think in terms of title changes, which I believe The Fiend... Maybe this is my number one, actually. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I might, I might be putting it up to my number one now. I'm getting so angry thinking about it. Am I, am I right in saying that The Fiend lost that title to Goldberg? He did. No, The Fiend... And, I, and obviously, I'm just an outsider looking in. I'm not a professional wrestler. But it looked to me like The Fiend was in a huff in that match. It looked like he was totally sandbagging Goldberg. It was a, an ugly sight. Um, him losing, and and it was like it was, you know, he shouldn't have dropped it in that way anyway. So he maybe had a reason to be in a huff and all, um, but that was a real bad one. So that's maybe my number, my number three, number two. From anyway, I remember when I was a wee guy and I was watching the wrestling and Bob Backlund won the world title. Well, that's that's interesting. That's and I was bad. like. And I was like, who the fuck is this old guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think you only, right. only had the title for like, I don't know, like fucking like a month or something. I don't know. It was short, right? It wasn't long he had it. But I remember when he won it, I was like, it was almost like right away. I was like, and, and by the way, I'm saying, who the fuck is this old guy? He was probably only about fucking 35. Ah, oh, you're right. I, know. I don't know what age he was. I don't know what age he was, but he probably wasn't even that old. <laughs> I just remember when I was a wee guy, I was like, oh, why? Watch this guy being the champion. You know, it was one of the ones that was like, I don't want, I don't want him to be the champion. He was like a school teacher, wasn't he? Like, ah, he was just Jimmy's, hopeless. And then, and then he did drop it again anyway, you know that. But I think my number one is definitely going to be uh, Chris Jericho when he was, um, when he was the champ. Run about the time he was running about after Stephanie McMahon. Do you remember this? Who's this? Jericho, yeah, cool. oh, WWE, aye, aye. Aye. And, he was, and he was, 
it wasn't he that Jericho, it wasn't he a problem with his matches or anything like that. The problem was the way his character was presented at the time, it was like he was the champ, but he was treated like an absolute joke. Was that when he won the undisputed title? Aye. I guess like I have no memory of that run all the way up to oh, 2018. No. Like, and 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 that guy, you know, if somebody had said five years earlier, Chris Jericho is going to be like the undisputed champion in WWE. You would be imagine you'd be thinking to yourself, "Oh man, the promos and the fucking all this is going to be dynamite." You know what I mean? And it was pathetic. He was running errands for Stephanie McMahon. It was just the worst. It was a terrible run. It's like completely the opposite of how you should book a champion. John mentioned Roman Reigns. I mean, compare these title reigns. Compare that Jericho run. You know where he was getting he was getting the fucking legs cut off him. You know what I mean? That there was a guy who, if they just went, "There's the big belt." If there's any guy in professional wrestling history who was going to make entertaining telly out of being the undisputed world champion, it was going to be Chris Jericho. And yet they never get he never get the chance to do all that. You know what I mean? They never get the chance to be the big heated, cocky, um, fucking unbeatable, undisputed champion. They should have done that. Um, so that's that's my number one. Let's see what the punters have got to say. Dan say Jack Swagger with the World Heavyweight Championship. My God, I completely forgot that even happened. Dean Ambrose with the US title that he had for like a year and defended maybe five or six times. Vince's ECW title win with the Durag. Can you remember that? I do remember that, aye. aye. I think that's quite funny though, do you know? I like we hangs like Because I know that somebody's going to end up seeing our kit, but hangs like I'll need nah, to go back and watch nah. that, man. Total Falafel says, surely Numero Uno has to be David Arquette. <laughs> so much so he's been apologising and nearly killing himself in the ring ever since to make up for it. I don't think that. That's not even in the hunt for worst title reigns because a worst title reign is like, it's got to be a proper wrestler. It can't be just some like kind of daft. You know what I mean? Um, nice to wrestler says, Kane's one day effort in 98 and anyone or anything to do with the 24-7 title. Oh, it's terrible. No, Although, no. Would it have? I mean, I it was only a day, but could you imagine if the if Undertaker and Mankind didn't happen that night? So you think about something. Aye. Um, Jim says Kali's was bad, Jinder's was bad, Drew's was pretty bad, but I blame that on him being champ during the Thunderdome area when Raw became unwatchable. I don't think his run was bad. Ian says worst title run, Jinder Mahal. Only highlight his reign was a great Kali taking the title for him and raising it above his head like he was champ. <laughs> uh, and also, AJ Styles beating him. Sandy says, worst title run for me is Dean Ambrose's WWE title reign in 2016. One of the most amazing cash-ins where all three members of the Shield held the title. Probably the most memorable moment was dropping the title to AJ. At least he made up for it with his AEW run. Chris says, Ray's run, it didn't even last a night. Sean says, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, was only used as a transitional champion the first time and then the second time he didn't actually need it. Exactly. John says, Big Show ECW, Cody Rhodes TNT and Mick Foley TNA. Who's that? <laughs> that guy, this Gredo will not say a word against TNA. He's a, he's, you're TNA loyal. You're a TNA company man. You know what? I've got a, I've got a lot of love for that company. Rosh says the worst title reign was this: the Triple H reign of terror between 2002 and 2003. First, he was just handed the title by Eric Bischoff. Easy. Then he has that feud with Kane involving Katie Vick, the single worst storyline in WWE history. Not true. Then he had a terrible set of matches with Scott Steiner. Then at WrestleMania, instead of dropping the title to Booker T, he retains it by pinning him a whole 20 seconds after delivering the pedigree. And all throughout, he opened draw every Monday <laughs> with 20-minute boring-ass promos. God, to be honest with you, I didn't like that as a wee guy. Me and, Ian Con- me and Ian Connell, right, talk all the time. You wouldn't even believe how often 
we talk about that period of Raw where Triple H would come out at the start and talk for 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> and me and Ian Connell regularly do this to each other, right? We'll say, let's say we're writing a script or something, doing a scene, and one is says, this scene is too long, right? The other one will go, this scene will be over <laughs> when I say it is over. You're good this enough. scene will be finished when I say that it's finished. <laughs> this scene will be done when I say that it's done. <laughs> this scene will be complete when I say it's complete. That was what Triple H used to do. He used to do that every week. He would come out, get right. a start of Raw, and talk slowly and wind the fans up. I personally think it was maybe great. See, that's, by the way, great impersonation, but what I hated about it was he had no facial hair and it really annoyed me. Oh, aye, aye. And he was always wearing suits and all that, and he he, he, he always kind of, his hair was dead dry and all that. It just it really annoyed me. Was this also the period where he did the, he did the kind of <laughs> comparing the muscles with Scott Steiner? No, but do you know what the biggest memory I take back for Scott Steiner and Triple H is our match at the Rumble and Scott Steiner's fucking purple thong. Do you remember that, no? His arse kept coming out his trousers, Scott Steiner, out his tights, <laughs> and he had that big fucking frilly purple thong. Do you not remember that? I don't, I don't. His fucking big thong. Honestly, Troops, go back and watch that match. I'm going to try and get a picture of it if he's putting like it in the research. But his fucking thong is hanging out his ass at the Rumble. Do you not think Scott Steiner had the best... Wrestling nicknames of all time. Big Popper Pump's the best nickname. Big Popper Pump. The Genetic Freak. Mm-hmm. Freakzilla. Ah, oh, Freakzilla, that's a good one. The Big Bad Booty Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bad Booty Daddy. <laughs> oh, that'll do. Yeah, here's the thing. Talk about title runs, right? Um, what what did you make your ICW title run? I mean, you obviously had a moment with Drew, but what, like that title run, you, I mean, was that about a month and a half, two months you held the title? No, uh, well, actually, November the 15th in the middle of January, so about two months. Yeah. <laughs> Defended once against Adrian in Edinburgh. I wanted to take it to America because I obviously had my, my wee my wee tour, the rest of the Road Diaries tour with Cabana. I should have took the title with me then. Did they book, did they book you right after you won that title, Grado? <sighs> I don't know, did they? Fuck knows. Oh, listen, Alex. He's no, <laughs> he's no getting involved. Uh, well, how, do you feel, how do you feel about how you are booked during that period? I didn't need to be the champion. I didn't like being the champion. It's too a lot of folk, a lot of wrestlers. I see that at that time were taking that shit dead serious, which is fair play. I mean, to run through it was his life. You know what I mean? It, 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 it honestly, was his life, which is fair enough. You know what I mean? That's the kind of whereas I, I, you know, I didn't need to have it. I didn't need to have it. It was, the jo- it was the journey for Grado, wasn't it? The journey, man. It was about winning it. So, to be honest with you, they were bang on with it. If I'm being honest, because, I mean, although I hated that stuff with Renfrew and it got too serious and with promos, and but then we did, I done a good promo and Mick Foley put it over on his Facebook and then I then I done what I think was my my, my favourite entrance and probably one of my best matches was with Renfrew at that, that show. I fucking loved that match, but it was a fucking, I still get anxiety when I think about it because it was just a lot of jealousy and a lot of, Fucking shenanigans, me being put on front pages of magazines as TNA's Grado and stuff like that. And a lot, of, a lot of folk took it the wrong way. A lot of folk, a lot of folk took that far too serious and tried to make it too real and shooting on me and all that shit. Oh, they can't be fucked with that. 
Fucking get a grip. Yeah, I love all this. See, this is the kind of part. This is what I'm here for. I'm just a guy. I was just a guy that was having fun, getting booked all across the world, and any cunt that says they wouldn't do the same is talking out their farter. When was the last time you spoke to Chris Renfrew? Years ago, man. Years ago. Well, he's here tonight. Uh, Introducing. (laughs) (laughs) It's time now for the part of the show that. It's always a danger that leads to the death of our careers. It's another wrestling daft road story. Now, for clarity's sake, the idea of this is that we pretend to be wrestlers on the back on the way back for a show in our car and we're telling each other stories as wrestlers do on the road. But these stories that we tell only our stories. They're stories that you send in. They're no your stories. If anybody for the sun is listening. Um so let's get the car started. Let's get going. <clears throat> <clears throat> you alright? Hey man, what a night, yeah. That was great. What a night. Uh, I tell you, see, during that match though, my fucking thong kept coming out my trousers all the time. Can't believe we had to go longer because the fake rock never turned up for the main event. <laughs> anyway, I tell you about one night 12 years ago. What happened to me? Oh, you're not telling me. No. Right, well. So, me and my bird, right, we decided to get a wee drink, right? Mm-hmm. She pulled out a camera and started taking selfies. So, one thing left to another, and then next minute I woke up and I'm in the scud. Oh, dear. So, over the next few weeks, we're sitting in mine and our mom phones are raging out her tits, telling her to get him ASAP. So, I gets up, gets ready. Bayface's head on the way up and I'm like that to my girlfriend I don't know why your ma's being like this fuck's sake you're not away anymore she actually does my nothing when she does all this shit I'm gonna end up saying something to her next minute she gets a text from her tell your man to come and I need to talk to him I was like what? shake myself so we get in there and I walk slowly and kind of ducking in case I'm lamped with something She's standing in the kitchen holding the camera with the memory card sitting on the worktop and she sticks the card in the Nintendo Wii and says And the Wii <laughs> And she says, Can't explain this? And it's just full of nudes that we cannot remember taking at all. I just looked at her and said, That wasn't me. <laughs> Let me tell you, she's got some swing. I bolted out of the door and stayed away for a good while. Never again. And that comes from my boss are itchy on Twitter. My boss are itchy on Twitter. So there you go, folks. Always remember when you're getting intoxicated, don't take your clothes off and put it on your cameras. Don't take photos. Delete the photos. Delete the photos. Or there's secure apps you can get called things like Photo Vault and stuff like that, or you can put the photos that you've taken into the vault and put a key code on it so nobody can ever get it. fuck do you know that? And- and make sure it isn't saving to the cloud. Like, if you have a family account and it saves to a cloud, just make sure of that. Yes. Steve Jobs right. has got a lot to fucking answer for. I've heard a lot of my pals taking a photo of something that they probably shouldn't have, and it's flagged up in their missus' iPad while she's working in her shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Has that actually happened? Oh, aye, man. Mate, I've loads of things, you know. Mummy... Daddy's look at daddy's texting to another woman. 
Obviously using the phone and then it's the iPad and stuff like that. I've heard of that before. My goodness. You wrestlers are just outrageous, don't you? My feeler. What? <laughs> My feeler. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Don't just rate us. Rate us five stars. Uh, get us wherever you get your podcasts. I pers- personally I like to use uh, apps that do podcasts, podcast apps, if you've heard of them. <laughs> and download them on your iPhones. Mind for more content, there's loads this week, plus the video version of this show. Get on board, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And why not check out our merchandise? Talking about t-shirts, talking about bum bags, all that kind of stuff. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Hey, thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you in the next one. Grado, it's time for you, my friend, to get up the road. Up the road, it's a sail, up the road, it's a sail, here we go, here we go, cha-cha-cha, cha-cha. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 